Welcome back to the California Work Comp Report. Today we are continuing our series on taking readable histories of specific body parts. And the body part that we are discussing today is the shoulder. So listen on to hear Dr. John Alchemy's advice to taking the readable history of the shoulder pain as well as any special considerations that should be taken into account. And here we are again. And it's uh it's we're in the studio with Dr. John Alchemy and it's me Corey. So how are you, John? Good to be back. Good to be back. We're talking shoulders today. We're talking shoulders and we are we are talking about the key parts of uh key parts of history for readable shoulder pain and I guess we'll kick it off with an overview. Can you give us a bit of an overview about shoulder pain history, John? Yeah, sh- shoulder pain history and you can't talk uh pain in history without talking ADLs. So I guess the first point of education here is that when we're doing a history on a shoulder, um, traditionally, we talk about ranges of pain from zero to 10. And if you've listened to the uh, low back um, presentation that I've done in the past, it's the same thing. We want to talk about numbers, but we don't want to talk about numbers. (laughs) We We don't want to confuse patients with too many numbers, um, what we do want to talk to the patients about is have them relate functional loss. So um, in the back of the AMA guides, chapter 18, there's, there's a simple table, but it basically says this, if your pain is under a five, you've got mild, you've got mild pain. And um, it, once your pain hits a five, you start to have limitations and alter the way that you do the things during the day. And that's really the key. So when I come into a room and I'm talking with a patient, hey, I see that you have shoulder pain. Can you tell me if it's stopping you from doing anything? And that yes, no response from the patient will immediately place them at or above five or four and below. And that's really what you want to get out of the patient right away is how severe is this pain? Because as we know, activities of daily living are really what the AMA guides are all about. And once we can decide if they're having alterations in their activities of daily living, then we're golden. Then we then we know exactly where we sit and how to proceed. Um, So if you if you use that approach to the history, um, it'll keep it less confusing, keep it much more focused, make the rating much smoother. And I feel like the the shoulder is one of those places where the patient (laughs) will be able to give you an answer right away as to (laughs) as to pretty clear. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's just you're constantly using it. So, yeah. Now, what are what are the key elements of gathering information on the history of shoulder pain? Yeah, one thing that's different about the shoulder than other joints um, is also to ask them about any sensation of instability. Does the shoulder feel like it's going to go out? Does it slip out sometimes? Um, do you have major, you know, popping um, dislocations, fear of dislocations, those kind of things? Um, that's something that you often see missed in the, in the history for shoulders. And it's definitely a rateable condition. So, um, asking about instability or a history of dislocation is, is really important. Um, asking obviously about previous treatments is, is, uh, very valuable medications. What have you tried? And one thing that also gets overlooked uh, frequently is total remission. So that's basically where, um, you come in and ask me if I have any shoulder pain and I'm saying, um, no, I don't, I feel great. I can do everything I want. And the next question is, well, are you dependent on any medications to feel that way? Because if you are, you're actually eligible for a rating, um, for something called total remission. So if you take a medication and it basically hides or allows you to do all of your activities and be absent from your pain and symptoms, that's actually rateable in and of itself. 
So um, that's something to keep in mind. Um, I usually just put that under the medication section. Next, moving on um, to things such as uh, x-rays, MRIs, and CTs. Um, you know, these are valuable not only for apportionment, but it's also um, necessary if we think back to what I just said about instability. Instability right. really needs to be paired with um, an abnormal finding on imaging, such as um, a chip coming off of the uh, edge of the joint or some evidence uh, that damage has actually happened from instability. So the x-rays, um, MRIs, and so forth in these um, studies are also uh, valuable from the standpoint of instability. So do not forget that. And then, of course, um, prior diagnosis and problems, those are really uh, valuable for apportionment. And the way that I typically uh, take my my history for apportionment is I ask him, you know, prior to the injury we're talking about, you know, if you had a, a pre-existing condition, did it stop you from sleeping or heavy lifting or driving your car or getting dressed or putting, you know, your shoulder into your jacket, trying to get it on? That's always a painful um, uh, thing for people to do with shoulder conditions. Right. So um, asking about before and after with ADLs is is super valuable. Finally, the last thing you want to know is surgeries. Um, now, we always ask about surgeries, but surgeries are actually rateable. Um, for the shoulder, and particularly the most common one is is the claviculoplasty, the end of the clavicle where it meets the shoulder blade, common area for arthritis, a common area to get trimmed out during a surgery to prevent impingement or pinching um, of the tissues. And so um, that's actually a rateable element. So when you're looking at the um, procedural notes, always pay special attention was claviculoplasty performed. Um, it's worth a total of 10 points of upper extremity um, value in the rating. And then, <clears throat> of course, uh, sh a total shoulder. Um, that, that's the other, uh, a total shoulder replacement. That's that's the other uh, big rateable shoulder surgery. So I think if you um, focus on these uh, five or six basic ideas, you're going to take um, a world-class history on shoulder pain. And we encourage you to find a way to work the word claviculoplasty into a sentence today. I try to do it at least once a day, Corey. Right. It's a good, it's a good word. <laughs> really bounces off everywhere of the mouth. So it does. Yeah. So is there anything you have to say in conclusion about rateable shoulder pain history, John? Well, just be systematic. Um, keep all these things in mind. Everyone likes to organize their, their history in a different way. But um, as long as you get everything in, you move through the same steps every time, um, you know, you're going to do a better history and you're going to be very consistent with your outcomes. Thanks again, John. Absolutely, Corey. Till next time. And if you're interested in a body part of your own to have us... Um do an episode on on rating please let us know and and send us an email at the uh, email that you'll find in the description and as well as at the end of the show thanks for listening if you want to know more about taking rateable shoulder pain history visit our blog at blog.rate-fast.com and to learn more about RateFast workers compensation impairment report service visit us at rate-fast.com and if you have any questions or comments that you would like answered or addressed on our show, you can email us at caworkcompreport at rate-fast.com.